Content warning. Tone Deaf is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. Spoilers are in every episode, so if you haven't seen the shows we are reviewing, you can always check back in later with us. We'll be here when you get back. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren. I'm musically challenged. Are you ready for season two of The Hunted Encore? <laughs> I am so ready! Yes! Oh man, we've been we've been wanting to watch it, but it's like, okay, well, we have to we have to get the script ready and we have to have our recording day so that we can immediately talk about our reactions and I'm excited. Me too. All right. So without any further ado, let's talk about the production of season two of The Hunted Encore. Woo! So this is all again from Ned, who, uh, if you remember from the last episode, wrote The Hunted Encore, which you shouldn't be listening to these two out of order, y'all. If you haven't listened to our last episode, listen to it. So pause. Go back, listen to it, and then you can listen to this episode. Now, now, Kay, don't, you know, they, they might be a strong, independent podcast listener, and they don't need no non-binary woman telling them what to do. Well, I'm going to tell you that anyway. <laughs> it will, it will, that way I don't have to do more exposition than <laughs> I already wrote. <laughs> so, uh, it was planned, season two of The Hunted Encore was planned immediately after season one, and was filmed in four days of 2017, the year of the eclipse. Remember that for later. <laughs> it was written in the spring of 2017 after the death of Ned's mother. Oh. Yeah. Um, Marcus and Ned weren't satisfied with a couple of things from season one and decided to go about improving these aspects. Namely... More Johns! <laughs> More Johns! <laughs> All the Johns! Um, but namely, it was a lack of cohesion between the camera and music. This leads to the songs of season two being highly produced music videos and makes the world more absurdist as musicals are wont to be. Mm. Yes. Um, Bob from the original Hunted was brought in, and according to Ned, there is a new fan-favorite antagonist. It was a wild production as they put more into the show than the last one, as well as some conflicts and scheduling for Andrew Mayer, who was balancing being in the Hunted Encore with being on Broadway in The Great Comet of 1812. Uh, this led to filming things out of order, which is pretty common on film sets, but can lead to issues like uh, making with making scenes look like they're in one take and can sometimes lead to consistency issues, as you've seen when I did student films and would be like, Nope, everything, it has to be the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and from Ned, he said, it sounds like things got handled pretty well. He said, there weren't many production gaffes throughout the show. However, if you pay attention during the second season in the Warehouse episodes, there are a few times you can see the assistant director and the camera monitors all set up with the crew, full crew visible. Not a single person has pointed it out in a review, which we feel shows how engaging the material is. So, yep, that's, that, it makes me think of when, uh, my one friend was being my AD for a student film, 
and she kept showing up in the reflective uh, backdrop of the of the bar. Oh, that's right. I wasn't there yeah. for the shooting with that, but yeah, you were talking about mm-hmm. that. And it's kept like showing up in the reflection. Yeah, and finally, it's just like, girl, get out of the shop. <laughs> Move, bitch! Get out the no. way! No! <laughs> we love you. We love you. You're not a bitch. I'm just joking. You're not a bitch. We love you. Just for comedic effect. <laughs> Anytime that we get to use that song, it gets used. It's um, true. <laughs> so, he does say that the VFX is more obvious in this season. With cell phones getting their screens added in, they were green screened on the, on the set, um, as well as cutting people out of the background that weren't supposed to be there. Fuck those people. <laughs> and from the production information he sent me, he says, in one major fight scene, he had to remove a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee container that's visible in a significant number of the shots and wasn't discovered until after the show made a third round of edits. Oof. It even made it into an early trailer that was screened around the world and no one noticed. Oof. <laughs> I I feel I feel for I him. feel that yeah. so much. So you feel for him, like when you when you because you're in the moment, you maybe don't notice something, and then you go back and look at it, and you're just like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I just that's a fucking nightmare to me. Oh, so um, he does say, or this this right here is the story that he sent me that made me scream inside as a film person <laughs> because this is a fucking lighting nightmare Ooh. and uh, so remember how he mentioned the eclipse <laughs> no <laughs> subscribe rate review and all the action stuff from pre- prepare for war was filmed during the solar eclipse of 2017 after i had driven for 16 hours and got maybe 35 minutes of sleep i barely remember filming it and the post-production coloring on subscribe rate review was a disaster because the sun went away on each take so the light just wasn't or wasn't just different levels of brightness but the actual colors are drastically different Look at the back wall and see how much it's changing. That's because we had to do such different color techniques to keep their face skin tone relatively consistent. That's a fucking nightmare. (laughs) I'm so sorry you had to do that, man. Right? I I read that and I was like, oh, oh no. Uh I could just imagine the hours, the, the days possibly spent with that. Frame by frame. Slight modifications. Frame by frame. (laughs) That's hell. So, speaking of subscribe rate review, uh, he says that this was added in at the last minute. They realized that there wasn't a difference really between the Queens of the Damned, who are the new vampire faction in this, and John's faction. So this is where the YouTube channel subplot will come in. Do the Queens of the Damned hang out in Queens, New York? I hope, I'm, I'm, probably I'm, I'm, that would be really cool if so it's either they're gonna be like no that'd be too obvious see and i was thinking Aaliyah, so there's me um anyway from ned he says i called preston and asked him to write a song in the style of owl city that was an appeal to subscribe or rate of review a youtube channel Blech. The song was turned around in under 24 hours and had zero rewrites from draft one. We put it into the studio like four days later. So, yeah, this I'm excited for this. (laughs) I'm so fucking excited. 
Huh. All right. So uh, Ryan Jabot, who directed the first season and worked with Ned and Joe on the scripts for this season, was supposed to direct season two, but had to drop out 72 hours before filming. Crystal Arnett was... Yeah. Crystal Arnett was brought on to direct, and uh, she met the cast and crew for the first time on set. She didn't have any time to work with pre-production, didn't have any time to look over the script, no time to rehearse with the actors, and she still fucking knocked it out of the park. She won Best Director at a top web series festival in Spain, which is the Bilbao Series Land of 2018. Very nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this was released on Halloween of 2018 and went on to the film circle or film festival circuit, going over going to over 70 festivals and winning 50 awards. Actually, more than 50 awards. I didn't write that right in my notes. How uh, dare you? I know my notes are supposed to be immaculate, like Mary. Every uh, <laughs> single time, I am the only one allowed to fuck up on this show. <laughs> to err is human. I'm still technically human. Mm. Technically. On a technicality. You are technically correct. The best kind of correct. Um, They they won over 50 awards, including rank four in the USA and 27 worldwide in the world in the 2018 web series World Cup. Uh, The best director that I uh, told you about with Crystal Arnett in 2018 at the Bill Bow series land. They won Best Musical Comedy at Baltimore Next we- Next Media Web Fest of 2018, winner of Best Original Score uh, in the New Jersey Web Fest of 2019, as well as Best Comedic Horror Series of- at that same festival, Best Satire or Spoof at the Minnesota Web Fest 2018, Outstanding score in a comedy and outstanding special effects in a comedy at LA WebFest 2018. Best web series bloody at the Bloody Horror International Film Festival of 2018. Best costumes at Rolda WebFest 2018. Best ensemble at Revolutionary Me Film, Revolution Me Film Festival of 2018, as well as Audience Choice. Uh, best supporting actress was Liz, da- Liz DeMuth. Damuth Damuth at the Rome Web Awards of 2018. They also won Best Creation at the Rome Web Awards of 2018, the Merit Award at the Indie Film Indie Fest Film Awards, and yeah, much more. Wow, that's that's a lot. That's I'm, a lot of fucking awards. I'm happy when I find extra fries in the bottom of the bag. Like I can't imagine. <laughs> Or when they sneak an onion ring in there and you weren't expecting an onion ring and you're like, oh, I would have had to pay more for this. Instead, I get an onion ring with my fries. Aww. But yeah, I guess winning a bunch of awards is Winning cool a too. bunch of... <laughs> um, season two cast and crew is as follows. We have the return of Megan Dorn as Megan, Ned Donovan as Ned, Andrew Mayer as Andrew, uh, Adam Castor as Adam, John Stephen Gardner as John, as well as uh, Bob, who plays Robert Chapin, and he was uh, part of Hook as well as Ring of Steel. Um, we have Raven, played by Liz DeMuth. We have Amanda de Archangelis, Archangelis uh, playing Jezebel. We have Adonike. in hell. <laughs> Damn it. Johnny, Johnny, angry Johnny. Warren. 
Um, we have uh, Adonike Thomas as Rain. Hannah Rose. For... Oh my God, that's Hannah Rose. I, I didn't put two and two together until just now. Wait, You're going to recognize her. Wait. Oh my God. From the... the... From the Oil of Away musicals. <laughs> oh my God. Holy shit. That's oh awesome. my God. That was a great... Like, I put... I, I set up my notes and it didn't connect until just now that that's our Hannah Rose from our Capitalism Gone Wild episodes. I was Excellent. so excited. I'm so excited to see her in this. Um, <laughs> anyway, she plays Aurora. Wow, that was that was more excitement than uh, <laughs> I'm sure anyone was expecting just now. Um, and Carly Kin Cannon, I won't hold her hold it against her for spelling it wrong. Uh, <laughs> playing Midnight, and then uh, for our director, of course, we have Crystal Arnett. Director of photography, as well as our cameraman character, is Garrett Kafchinski. Uh, assistant director was Ashley Monique George. Assistant camera was Charlie Muentes. Sound, Aaron Zick. Sound design and mixing, Marcus Thorne Begala. Uh, at this point, he had been doing some This American Life as well. Uh, we have the original score by Marcus Thorne Begala and Steve Goldshine. Uh, it was written by Ned Donovan and Joe Pietropaolo. Uh, edited by Ned, and visual effects were by Robert Chapin. Star Wars: The Force Awakens and American Beauty. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Because I really like season one, and it just yeah. sounds like season two. They're like, season one was great, but let's mm -hmm. go even greater. Yeah, and uh, some more stuff from season two. We have uh, some music and lyrics by Preston Max Allen. Additional songs by Megan Bagala and Marcus Thorne Bagala. Megan Bagala, not Bagala, Jesus. And uh, then additional arrangements by Will Malones from Empire. So you haven't seen Empire. I've seen snippets. But I'm, I am aware of it. You are aware of it. But yeah, I'm so excited. I'm like even more pumped now. Just, ah, ah. Like so said, exciting. Like, after we watched the first season, we was just like, <laughs> God damn it! I don't want to wait to watch the second season. I yeah. want more now. Yeah, I'm. I'm so excited. So e indeed, okay. Yes, e indeed. Yes, let's go. <laughs> that was me turning into a bat, flying away. <laughs> I am very gifted with foley work. I know you don't need to compliment me. You're a cute bat. You're a cute bat. That means they cute. That means they cute. Ah! <laughs> Hey, Warren. Hey, Kay. Do you know what time it is? Is it time to thank our favorite people in the whole world? Heck yeah. Today, we would like to thank our stage crew sponsor, Jasmine Wu. And our producer circle sponsors, Bianucci, Reagan, and Taylor Brandt. Thank you all so much for your support of our show. We truly appreciate it. Are you ready for a spoopy deal? Maybe a musically spoopy deal? Right now on Bandcamp, you can order anything from Charging Moose Media, creators of the award-winning musical web series The Hunted Encore, for 20% off using the discount code TONEDEF. That's right. 
you can get the soundtracks for both seasons of The Hunted Encore from Charging Moose Media's Bandcamp for 20% off right now. Just enter the promo code TONEDEF, all one word, at checkout for your discount and enjoy the musical stylings of John Krause, Ned Donovan, Megan Dorn, Marcus Thorne Begala, and more. And it's not just Spoopy Month where Charging Moose Media has you covered. Check out a very Charging Moose Christmas as well, also 20% off with the promo code TONEDEF. Visit chargingmoosemedia.bandcamp.com to get 20% off any album on their page with the promo code TONEDEF. That's T-O-N-E-D-E-A-F. Today! And now, the lights are going down and the music's starting back up, so let's head back to the second act of our show. What'd you think? I loved it. Right? I loved it. It's I so loved, good. I loved it more than the first one, and I already liked the first one. Season three when? When? Je- je- Warren gestures and grabby hands. Yeah, that was so good. Everybody, everybody, y'all need to go see The Hunted Encore Seasons 1 and 2. Goodness. (laughs) Y'all need to go see The Hunted Encore 1 and 2, like Seasons 1 and 2, the whole thing. Then tell your friends, then have them tell their friends so that we can get a Season 3. In order to get a Season 3, it's like a pyramid scheme. You gotta tell two people, and then Mm -hmm. they gotta watch Mm -hmm. it, then they gotta tell two people. And there's like... And there's like four people right there. And we already know about pyramid schemes. We live in the MLM capital of the country. It's so. true. It's true. <laughs> you know, just, oh my God, it was so good. I enjoyed it a lot. So good. Thank you, Ned. Thank you so much, Ned. Uh, okay. Okay. Should we get into it? Yes. So, The Hunted Encore Season 2. Season 2, Episode 1 begins in John's lair. I mean, Slayer headquarters, where Megan and Andrew are snickering and laughing as Ned covers his face, hiding his shame. (laughs) Mighty Megan and Andrew, not Blade, tell Ned to tell the camera why he's so ashamed and cowering in his chair like a brave (laughs) vampire-slaying hero that he is. (laughs) The gentle prodding and snickering succeeds in prompting Ned to talk about how he saved the day from a group of five vamps. Then we get a flashback scene, and according to Ned, he totally beat all of the vamps, and even though they got one good shot in on him, they knew better than to tango with El Neto. <laughs> and the Trampires fled in fear. That's what they call them, Trampires. I love it! And that's how Ned staked out a victory. Oh my god. <laughs> at least, at least that's what Ned would like us to believe. Isn't that right, Ned? Because according to Mighty Megan and Andrew, not Blade, Ned dropped his sword, soiled himself from fear, and then took a trampire stripper heel to the temple. <laughs> Mighty Megan berated our fearless heroes, uh, fearless slayer hero as he lay concussed on the cold New York pavement. Mighty Megan becoming mighty, mightily mightier in a long... Mighty Megan becoming mightily mightier... <laughs> Along with a helping hand from Andrew Not Blade's blade, drove the blood-sucking band of black-clad bat babes out of the scene. <laughs> and our heroes returned to the lair, singing about how that's how they saved the day. God, I fucking love you. <laughs> well, thank you. I will say, um, 
it was interesting you reading uh, information between seasons one and season two, mm-hmm. and I could see the changes that uh, you're talking about uh, that Ned had had talked about with making each uh, musical scene for season two more of a music video rather yeah. than um, just kind of singing in the scene. Mm-hmm. I felt like that worked really well. It did. It worked it, really well. Yeah. This this is just fucking brilliant is what it is. I just I love it so much. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you for vamping while I was drinking water. <laughs> Our heroes are arguing about how the story really went when <clears throat> the power cuts out and the picture is lost. Megan inquires if Ned forgot to pay the power bill yet again. <laughs> Ned and, and Ned is like, Slayer, please. It's on auto pay. <laughs> And as if on cue, a spotlight shines and a new, mysterious figure commands the scene. Our heroes are silent as this new, menacing figure poses. Is he friend? Is he foe? Is he the pizza delivery guy who the tracking app said was five minutes away, but that was ten minutes ago? And seriously, why even track stuff if you won't do it accurately? I mean, for the love of all the pagan gods, we can put a man on the moon and make shrinky dinks, but a pizza delivery app can't give me reliable tracking info on my fucking pie? Anyways, this new guy's name is Bob. That wouldn't. That name won't do. He has two swords on his back, which means he must be brave and bold. Bobbert. Bobbert the Bold it is. <laughs> and played I, by the Robert Chaffin. Yes, played by the Robert Chaffin. From the original Hunted. The Bobbert Chaffin. The Bobbert. I will never not call him Bobbert. <laughs> He's tall, good-looking, and muscular. He can deal with it. I guess Megan knows Bobbert, but that exposition will have to wait until the next episode. Dun, dun, dun. At end episode one. Episode two! <laughs> Mighty Megan inquires why Bobbert the Bold is here. And Bobbert the Bold is like, why are you hanging out in this vampire's lair? And why is it a theater? And why the fuck are you in a vampire's former lair slash theater? They know exactly where to go to find you. Good one. (laughs) Our heroes are not liking being belittled. And seemingly less less mighty Megan is like, the fuck, Bobbert? And Bobbert the Bold is like, oh, hey, by the way, you should check out this vampire blog that John and Adam have. Ned's eyes sparkle and his heart skipped a beat. A slight stutter flickered on his lips as he heard the name of his longtime super best friend turned vampire arch nemesis, Adam. Mighty Megan verbally bitch slaps Ned for giving exposition, but Bobbert the Bold is unfazed. I'm recapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, there was. Ah, the humor in this. There's, it's so fucking funny. So it was, I do, God damn it, Can I enjoyed I it so much. Can I say this right now? This is the most joy I have felt with a musical since The Wiz. That's like, high praise. Yeah, that is high praise. That's high fucking praise, man. <laughs> this is the most joy I've felt. I have had, I've had a lot of fun because, for whatever reason, it seems like there's fewer... And maybe it's just me and my lack of musical theater knowledge, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's less musicals to do around Halloween time. 
There's some, and there was one that I was going to do, but we'll get into why we're not doing it at the end of this episode. <laughs> you get to wait till next year. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, because we got to do The Hunted, and I'm super excited mm. that we got to do The Absolutely. Hunted. Absolutely. So, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Our heroes pull up John and Adam's blog. Blood and fangs <laughs> with a Z, and our here <laughs> and our heroes get to see our villains in a new domestic light. John, the formerly big bad vamp of New York, and Adam <laughs> are talking about how great it is to be popular vampires with a million subscribers. Bet and half of those are other kin, <laughs> or botsers. I don't know, or or tweens or something who are like, bite me, senpai. <laughs> And Adam tries to sell a health drink for vampires that he totally enjoys drinking and isn't seconds away from puking up. The tone of our undead couple shifts as John delivers a message to our Slayer heroes. John looks into the camera, and he tells them that he sees all the faces of the Johns that they slayed, and even some of the not-Johns, but mostly the Johns. The big Johns, the little Johns, the medium Johns, all the mama Johns and baby Johns, but not the papa Johns, because fuck that nasty garbage. Ketchup on white bread is more appealing. <laughs> Truth. Anyways. John, the once upon a time big bad vamp of New York, tells the Slayers that he's called in the Big Fangs, the big, bad, bloody, mercenary muscle of the vampire world. That's right, the Queens of the Damned, otherwise known as the Trampires from the previous episode, who gave Ned a stiletto, a stiletto to the cranium. <laughs> That's right, the Queens of the Damned are coming to New York to slay the Slayers, but Kay... If they're there to slay the Slayers, then doesn't that make them hunter-killers? And if they're hunter-killers, then whom will slay the hunter-killers? How will our heroes slay the hunter-killer Slayer Queens of the Damned? I guess we'll have to find out. With the help of Bobbert the Bold, we, with the help of Bobbert the Bold, me suspects. Bobbert the Bold, by the way, has a very similar backstory to our not-blade, Andrew. And Andrew Not Blade does not like not being the only half vampire on the team, and he challenges Bobbert the Bold to a duel to the more th to, to a duel to the more than half undead death. <laughs> it's a little bit convoluted of a joke, but I went for it. The two half vampires take their long, hard swords in hand and. Friskily clash them. Cling, clang, cling, cling, clang. Ooh, it gets me all excited. But before we could get a climax, Ned, the bringer of the blue balls, tells the two of them to stop fighting and to just be friends. Bobbert the Bold is like, yeah, that's what I was trying to do, but your not blade friend is being oh. a dick. And as Bobbert the Bold tries to give us his backstory, he remembers the version of the hunted that he's in. And he's like, oh yeah, I have to sing. If you, if I have to sing if I want you to listen to a goddamn word I say. And then, and then we get Bobbert the Bold's hunted life story. He was balls deep in a vamp tramp and got bit. And instead of fully turning, he just got vamp powers, but is still human. And now he hunts the vamps. Also, they are very kind to rag on the Twilight vampires during mm -hmm. the song, which gets bonus points from me because fuck Twilight and its sparkle pyres. Agreed. 
I love the way that that was edited. Because it had we, scenes from the other hunted yeah. stuff. Like, I noticed they were showing that, and uh, which was cool to that see. That was so cool! since we haven't seen any of the other hunted mm-hmm. stuff, it was nice to see uh, some snippets of yeah. the other stuff. It was, ah, oh, that, again, bravo! Fucking bravo! <laughs> Anyways... Sunlight, crosses, and holy water do a fat load of nothing to vampires. Garlic pisses them off, which I guess later actually turns out not to be true. Uh, Bobbert was talking about <laughs> taking garlic pills to help stay alive mm-hmm. when fighting vampires, but then later on there's a thing. Anyway, it's, it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the only way to kill vampires, you have to cut off their head with a sword. I wonder if other things would work. You know, what if you, like, dropped a piano on their head, like in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Would that work? What about internal decapitation? Could a roller coaster full of vampires traveling 50 miles an hour and an unexpected stop do the trick? Put them all on Big Thunder, what is it, Big Thunder Railroad at Disneyland. Yeah. There we go. God. <laughs> the most murderous dark. <laughs> The most deaths to ever happen to Disneyland in one fell swoop. Ha <laughs> These are the thoughts that inhabit my mind when I should be paying attention to the things, to the things, and hence why Kay has to make frequent pauses. <laughs> Anyways, Bobbert the Bold song concludes, and so does episode two of season two. Episode three begins with John and Adam auto-tuned. The best song of this season. I like like them all, but I will say it is probably the most catchy because, yes, because of the era that we live in of... uh, like, subscribe, and ring the bell. Yes. Like, it, it's very catchy for those YouTube reasons. And because of the Easter eggs, we actually watched this episode twice. We did. Because we watched it once with captions on and once with <laughs> captions off, just for the episode titles. Uh, yeah, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> the episode title of the... Because the, the way they filmed this was just fucking brilliant. I, mm-hmm. I loved the way that they did this filming. Because they're, like, singing in multiple videos and they keep changing clothing and like the titles of the different videos of their vlog are just per- oh my god yes they're so, they're so good okay but anyway so uh, episode three begins with john and adam auto-tuned and doing a magical clothing change as they sing and uh ask people to su- to subscribe rate and review and they uh, expose their plans to conquer the internet and then new york <laughs> Oh hey, it's vampire propaganda. They're turning they're trying to turn humans against the slayers to keep their blood in their veins and out of the mouths of the vamps. <laughs> Which I do laugh that it gets revealed a little bit later, but this it basically it basically is. It's it's a vampire propaganda to yeah. be like, look humans, we're not bad. We're just people like yeah. you, except we have fangs and we drink blood. <laughs> The blood-sucking, auto-tuned propaganda continues with them saying that they're going to do this for all the vamps who are suffering at the hands of the prejudice of Slayers. The song ends, and Ned is enjoying the fuck out of these videos, (laughs) all while Mighty Megan is like, you're enjoying that way too much. And Andrew Notblade is, I guess, at his day job. Turns out he works on Broadway. In concessions! I do love that though. When uh, it's so good, that that is just totally is just like yeah. He works on Broadway in concessions. Well, and it's a great little uh, nod to the actual reason behind scheduling issues that he was on Broadway. Yeah, in eighteen in uh, the Comet of eighteen twelve. So mm-hmm. 
Ah, I love this show so much. Bobbert the Bold is making fun of Ned and Megan for not being very good vampire hunters, like him. He says that they spend too much time singing, but if they didn't, then it wouldn't be... If, but if they didn't spend too much time singing, then I wouldn't be able to review this blood nanza with my wonderful <laughs> vamp wife. <laughs> I'm slightly ashamed of that, but not any more ashamed than any of my other really stupid bad puns. Anyways. God damn it. <laughs> Megan gets a mystery text in the middle of Bobbert's belittling and decides to skedaddle to the clandestine meeting place with her unknown texter. After Megan leaves, Ned tells Bobbert that he's overreacting with these trampire queens of the damned, and it's just this, and it's at this time that Ned's watching a video of John and Adam talking about the queens of the damned, and looking horrified as they watch a video that the queens posted of them slaying a slayer and making balloon animals out of his intestines. <laughs> cool party trick. <laughs> There's a lot of intestines. You can get some, a lot of balloon animals out of that. It's a giraffe. As somebody who used to make balloon animals for a hobby, because I was a weird teenager. I can only make slightly phallic-looking swords. You mean you can't make a cockasaurus? Okay. <laughs> this ends episode three. Episode four opens up in a warehouse in Sunset Park. Mighty Megan meets the Queens of the Damned. <gasps> Megan was lured there. They claimed that they have something that she wants. Them! The Trampires then reveal their plan. They're going to betray John and take over New York City for themselves. But they don't have the numbers to fight the Slayers and John and his Johns. So, if Mighty Megan joins them, the Trampires, the Slayers lose their leader. All it takes for Megan to join is one bite. The queens launch into a song of temptation, blue light, and a fan blowing their hair from off screen. The queens of the temptation end their song and stare hungrily at Megan, who is dead still as the credits roll. Have you heard about turning Because of Hannah Rose. Because yeah. she's the oil of Olay girl. And it's, oh my god. It's funny seeing her in this because we've seen her previously in the o oil of Olay musicals, and she's really good in those. And so it is funny when we're seeing her as a vampire, and then. I want to see her in more stuff. Yeah, she's great. I'm They're, so glad. It was such a nice I mean, everybody. Surprise. It's funny. I feel bad, too, because we, we focus on her a lot because we already are familiar with her. Mm -hmm. Everybody but in it did a great really job. Good. But we just see her and we're like, ah! Wait, why is she kind of in the corner? Hey, get get closer. <laughs> Anyways, this she also ends. had her hair in the way that I've been doing it lately. Yeah, so it looks good. Looks mm -hmm. good. Looks good with you. With you, pretty black ladies. Mm -hmm. Anyways, <clears throat> this ends episode four. Episode five begins with another John and Adam video. This one, this one on Fang. Fang filing. I <laughs> I think I accidentally put Fang filling. I'm not sure how you fill a fang. I mean, fangs. You fill technically, it with blood. Fuck, touche, okay? <laughs> Durr, there's me. Okay, they're on a video about fang filing. 
The secret is to not file them to the point where they look like human fangs. Yeah! Anyways, Bobbert the Bold is like, we need to prepare to fight the Queens of the Damned. Right, Megan? Megan? <laughs> hey! Megan! Megan is distracted, and Bobbert the Bold is like, it's cause you're always singing like this is some kind of musical. <laughs> and then Bobbert launches into a training montage song. <laughs> Ned sings about how he's gonna fight. Megan sings about how she's conflicted cause all this time spent hunting vamps and she's still at the she still feels like she's at square one. Oh yeah, and Ned gets punched while training and and uh I don't know if he actually got punched for real. Yeah, that looked really the way that Megan reacted. <laughs> It seemed like they might have. He might have actually got punched, and yeah. he's like, "No, let's use that." Because she's yeah. like, "Oh, are you okay?" <laughs> that looked real. So, so Ned, let us know if you took a Megan fist to the face for real. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Ned gets punched while training. John and Adam are also training. John, John, uh, the wanting again to be the big bad vamp of New York, sings about typical vampire stuff. Draining blood, drinking tears, making the slayers watch all their friends die slow, horrible deaths. <laughs> huh. That seems contrary to your pro-vamp, anti-slayer propaganda, John. I don't think the humans <laughs> who watch your videos would think that you're a very nice vampire, John. <laughs> Anyways. The montage concludes and we see Adam talking on the vamp vlog and actually taking a moment to be vulnerable and admitting that he misses his Slayer friends because he doesn't really fit in as a vamp, and being around John makes him feel like a third fang. Adam also tells people to be nice on the internet and it's and not feeding trolls, because yeah, fuck trolls, those underbridge-dwelling, pimple-faced, pecker-juice monstrosities. Where was I? Oh yeah. Adam says he loves his fans and this PSA ends. And so does episode five. Episode six opens in another warehouse. Andrew, not Blade, off of his day job, rides in on his motorcycle, looking all badass and totally, totally not dressed exactly like Marvel's Blade. <laughs> he then launches into a reprisal of the song from season one, his, uh, uh, Torn Between Two Worlds yeah, song. Between which is, Two Fates. Yeah, Between Two Fates. Thank you. And uh, complete with some violin playing. Mm. As you might recall, Andrew is torn between two fates. Andrew Not Blade concludes his song and confronts John and Adam, who are like, Ha 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 ha! You're all alone now, and we're going to kill you! You're alone now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't. Hear that. I can't hear alone now and not think of that song. Uh, it's it's like it's like a Pavlovian response. Anyways. <laughs> Adam waves to his former cameraman friend, Garrett, who is privy to all of the potential betrayal and stuff going on, <laughs> but since he's a filmmaker, he doesn't take sides. Much to the rage of Bobbert and others. Cinema Veritas or Verite. Jesus. I love it. He's like, I'm a filmmaker. I don't take sides. What? <laughs> I mean, that's a good documentarian right there. Not taking any sides. I mean, he's cattle to vampires. He better take a fucking side. <laughs> Anyways, see, I'm with Bobbert on that. You take no, a side, no, cameraman. So, I, no. I agree. I, I just, I was saying from a documentary film standpoint, he has a point. <laughs> Anyways. We're not going to both sides this, okay? 
You gonna pull it off? <laughs> if I could do it without laughing. They're a fine people on both sides. We have some very not nice vampires and some very not nice slayers. But they're, they're fine people. Fine, the best people. The best people on both sides. I only know the best vampires. Only, only the best only vampires. Only the best bloodsuckers <gasps> are allowed. Okay, that's that's enough. Ugh. Ugh. God, I hate that man. <clears throat> 14 days, right? <laughs> Anyways, John and Adam get ready to fight Andrew. When Andrew gives the signal and his friends come driving in from off screen, and Ned hits Adam with a car, slamming him into the wall. Ned is like, that's for punching me. And everyone else is like, yeah, but you hit him with a car, Ned. That's like not even remotely equivalent. Ned, you have a problem, Ned, you jerk. And Ned is like, what the fuck? I thought you guys were my friends. Now you're saying I can't hit vampires with cars? I'm sorry, I thought this was America. Isn't this America? I thought this was America. It says in the Constitution, the right to bear arms and hit vampires with cars. God damn. Where am I? And Adam is like, yeah, Ned. <laughs> yeah, Ned and I used to be the bestest of besties. But now I'm like, totes an evil vamp now. And that's just how it is. And John, the once upon a time but still trying to reclaim his spot as the big bad vamp of New York, <laughs> divulges to Adam that uh, vampires are people, like anyone else. And that they have to train new vampires to be evil through, you know... Introductional videos and manuals and torture, lots and lots of torture. They have to desensitize them to their past life in order to get them to accept their new evil vampire life. But Adam just gave himself to the vamp side and saved John a lot of work. Adam is like, because he's just completely disillusioned with this entire situation, having feelings of missing his Slayer friends and not feeling like he fit in with his new vamp fam. His it's, vamp. His, oh, God damn it, that's better. With his vamp. It's a real complicated time to be Adam right now. Oh, hey, the queens of Transylvania are here. <laughs> Dropping in from the ceiling to outnumber the Slayers. Ned tells Bobbert the not-so-bold-anymore that it's not a good idea to fight them outnumbered, and the queens are like, ha-ha-ha-ha! And now to drop our biggest plot bomb, Megan is on our side now! Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha! Mighty Megan crosses over to the vamp side and takes up arms against her former Slayer brethren. Oh, how the tables have turned. Oh, 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 how the tables have turned. <coughs> how will our Slayer friends survive what appears to be a battle they can't win? Will Adam stay a vampire? Or will he learn the true meaning of friendship and overcome the darkness within him? Will John be betrayed by the queens of Transylvania and their plot to take over New York City? Will Megan change sides again, or is our former fearless leader doomed to become what she's always slayed? Will Bobbert the Bold ever get to wear his beloved chicken suit that Warren left out of a previous note? <laughs> Find out next time on The Hunted Encore Season 2, Episode 7. And that ends, season, that ends Episode 6.
Oh my god. <laughs> Episode 7 opens up with our heroes preparing to fight. Time freezes and misguided Megan crosses over to yell at her former frozen in time Slayer allies, telling them that she did her best but the Slayers just took and took from her, draining her of her will, and that she really belongs with the and that she really belongs with the blood sucking Transylvanians. Ned yells at Megan saying that he thought she was better than being just another trampire. And John <laughs> is like, okay, enough with the name calling, guys. Can't we just kill each other in blade on blade combat like civilized humanoids? <laughs> and the trampires are like, shut up, John. We're going to betray you later anyway. But first we want to know how they figured out our new band name. <laughs> Trampire was at the top of the list of our new names we've been kicking around. <clears throat> Bobbert shoots back with, what about Queens of the Drab? Oh! <laughs> and John Jesus is like, Christ. <laughs> and John is like, yes, Queens! Uh. <laughs> and you can see the urge to kill John shoot across all the faces of the trampires. <laughs> yup. <laughs> One of the Queens notices Andrew. She notices him a little closer. Hey, are you on Broadway? She asks, and Ned is like, no, he works in concessions. And the trampires are like, oh my god, concessions, the musical. It won like eight Tonys. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And Ned is like, enough. Are we here to mercilessly kill one another or not? The and payoff for that joke was so good. <laughs> and everyone launches into a brawl. Flashes of steel against steel ring through the warehouse, and the battle ends just as quickly as it began. The trampires holding Bobbert the beaten on the ground as they tell malicious Megan that she has to kill Bobbert to prove that she's one of them before they all take over New York and betray John. And John is like, what? what? Huh? Bet <laughs> betray John? Murder in her eyes, Megan crosses the divide and places each of her blades across the neck of Bobbert, the bout to shit his pants. <laughs> the two look into each other's eyes, and the music swells, and... End episode seven, you <laughs> bunch of cockteases! <laughs> that was kind of the reaction. <laughs> A little bit. Episode eight, the thrilling conclusion of season two of The Hunted Encore begins where we left off. Megan's blades on Bobbert's throat and whoosh! Megan throws her blades to the side and decapitates two of the trampires, leveling the playing field. Megan once again crosses the divide to stand with her slayer fam and take on the queens of Transylvania. It was all a ruse, a clever ruse. Ha 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 ha. Oh, how the turns have tabled. Oh, ho, ho, how the turns have tabled. <laughs> The battle is fierce. Slayers and blades fly while vampires' fangs flash. Ned bests Adam in battle, but he can't bring himself to kill his former friend, who then grabs his sword from the ground and scrambles away to fight somebody else. That was a really good moment. <laughs> it really though. was the moment yeah. where he's just like, you know, because Ned's acting, he's shaking. Yeah, he's like, some good he's acting, like I should kill you, but you're wearing the face of my friend. Mm -hmm. Wearing the face of my... F that sounds a little... <laughs> uh, Skin face. Two more... New Halloween mask. Oh, God. <laughs> two more of the trampires fall to Mighty Megan and Andrew totally not Blade. And now the Slayers outnumber the vamps. 
the Slayers are singing a pre-victory song about how <laughs> awesome they are. And the vamps sneak away, stealing Ned's car in the process. That's <laughs> so hey, great. Where's my car? <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> Our heroes are victorious, but at what cost? Ned's sick-ass wheels. Our heroes regroup at their headquarters, and Bobbert, though bold once again, is, is uh, being thanked by Megan, who is appreciative of him having her back. Bobbert tells her no problem, and that she's got a good team. Megan tries to convince him to stay, but Bobbert has to go back to L.A., the city of angels, and apparently vampires too. Because who <laughs> knows what's happened since he left. Before Bobbert can depart, Ned is like, Hey, John and Adam posted a new v-vlog. Because <laughs> it's a vampire video vlog, so v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-
you know, just typical thing getting given credit and everything where credit's due. Yeah. Uh, the choreography in season two for fighting. Yeah. Was leaps and bounds above the first one. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised that they're actually using like real swords and stuff mm-hmm. when they were doing choreography stuff. Because mm-hmm. I am so goddamn uh, clumsy. I would have accidentally ended up stabbing somebody with a blunt sword. I think they're still technically prop swords, but yeah, they're... They're still pointy. Yeah, they're still pointy. They're still pointy, but they can't... They can't kill you unless you really, really try. Like a butter knife. Yep. You, got, you gotta really want to kill that motherfucker. And I did. I mean, but I really enjoyed both season one and season two. Mm-hmm. And uh, if Ned ever gets a season three uh, yes. on, you know, kickstarted or whatever, we will plug the fuck out of that. Yes, we will. Hell, we'll back the fuck out well, of I mean, that and plug the fuck out well, of it. I mean, it. I wouldn't say we'll back the fuck out of it. We will... We will we will back it a reasonable amount that we can afford. <laughs> back the fuck out of it within our means. There we go. <laughs> ah, but yeah, so good. That was fun. Oh it's a good. It's been a good Halloween so far. Thanks, yes, it Ned. has. Oh, thank you so much, Ned. This All right, was so Kay. fun. I need to uh, spare my voice for a little bit. Yes. So tell me, what will be the next episode? So at first. I was going to have us either do Repo the Genetic Opera or Carrie next. What? Repo? Yes. The Genetic Opera. Yes. But you forced my hand last night. So, for our listeners, I'm going to peel back the curtain. Warren and I listened to a lot of Knowledge Fight. Um, And we were listening to Knowledge Fight last night. It was an older episode. And Dan mentioned a mystery plant. And I made a reference that Warren did not get. So we're watching Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Which I have seen, but I was a wee little lad, and it's been a great many moons since then. It's been many years. So, yeah. We're going to watch Little Shop of Horrors and save Repo for next year. <laughs> Feed me, Kay. Feed me. Later. We've got curry in the fridge. Can heat that curry up. I want blood. No, Oh, come on. You can use, like, a pint of... You can lose a pint of blood before you start to feel any effects. <laughs> hey, now, I'm you not have... allowed to donate blood. You can donate it to your husband's stomach. You have five pints of blood. You can give me one pint, okay? They said that with my irregular heartbeat, I can't donate blood. <laughs> Unless you want to go to our doctor and get a note saying, can I drink my wife's blood? Uh, I guess it's back to the streets looking for a hobo again. Oh, All right. God. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us this week on season two of the Hunted Encore. It was a it was a uh, biting good time, and, and and it was bloody delightful. And other vampire puns that Warren can't make right now. Now, don't get all batty out there because there will be more tone deaf for you if you subscribe to our show. Then we'll pop up in your feed every week. Subscribe, rate, review. Um, if you want to reach out to Kay and I, you can check out our home base, which is ToneDeafMusical.com. There we have links to all of our social medias, our spooky Instagrams, and our vampiric Twitters, and our fucking atrocious Facebooks, and <laughs> as well as a link to the Cast, cast Junkie Discord server, where our friend Ned, as well as other independent podcasters, have their own channels there, and Kay and I have our own very creepy and demonic spooky undead not safe for work channel where i will swear because i'm a potty mouth 
<laughs> if you want to go above and beyond, you can join our Patreon, Tone Deaf Musical, as well as uh, visit our Tee Public store, linked on the ToneDeafMusical.com website, where we have merchandise you can buy, including face masks that we will be wearing until God knows when. You can also like, rate, and review on your podcatcher of choice. And that will help boost our levels. And if you leave a review, I will sing it. And if you mention Latte in your review, then she gets a cookie. Yep. And she she would love another cookie. Won't you please give Latte a cookie? I mean, she gets cookies after dinner, but... She gets cookies all a, the fucking time, but... She gets goddamn cookies. <laughs> She's not spoiled at all, huh? Not at all. She's very silent for being right here in the recording studio with us. Yeah. She's, she's upset because she doesn't get to eat the bone outside. So... I think, though, that that'll be it for this week. I'm Kay. And I'm Warren. And this has been Tone Death. Death. You know how everyone was changing their stuff on Twitter to, like, haunted memes and stuff like they're changing their names and stuff like Daddy Booty? I realized what ours could have been, but Phone Death. Heh, <laughs> Isn't that... Ha ha ha!